Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Well, how many of you have been in, in, enjoying this series on baptism by fire? We've uh, been good, hasn't it? Praise God. Been a real sweet anointing on uh, on the services, and it's good. Praise God. It's just it's just good. Uh, so today I'm kind of gonna. Well, let's just go back to uh, uh, Acts, and uh, we're gonna go back to kind of where we started from to begin with. So we'll go to Acts chapter one. And we know where this all started, praise God. Uh, Acts chapter 1, and, and we'll look at verse 8. He says uh, in verse uh, uh, 8, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And uh, then we know in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there were, they were with one accord in one place, and suddenly there come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were how many filled? All. Everybody say all. They were all filled. They were all filled. Amen not a one left out, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, gave them utterance. Then we go on and see that this great power was poured out in such a fashion that even some looked at it and said, man, are these men drunk? And they said, well, no, they're not drunken as you suppose, uh, but this is that that was spoken and then he went back to Joel chapter 2 and quoted that in the last days he'd pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And so this was the beginning of this great outpouring that changed everything. Because isn't it interesting when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, great books, great encounters, walking with Jesus, uh, you know, the things that happened, transpired, took place, it's pretty awesome. But all of a sudden, it was like, whoom, on this day of Pentecost, and everything changed. Everything changed in such a fashion that all of a sudden, the gatherings where they were meeting, the churches just exploded in size. There was, you know, these thousands and thousands of people coming to know Jesus because of this great power that was demonstrated, that was poured out in the upper room that, that began this great movement, this great move. And guess what? Still today, here we experience and we see uh, uh, the, the moving of the Holy Spirit in that same fashion, that same power. Hasn't lost a bit of its power. The Holy Spirit is still amongst us today, still working, praise God. And I told you my story that I, I happened to get filled with the, the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues the same night that I got born again just right after that and uh, I would never go back on that day it changed my life totally has it changed yours oh man 
the power, uh, and, 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 and I like to say it like this. How many of you know we have a lot of churches around this nation? Thank God for that. Amen? But how many of you know we have a lot of powerless churches? Now, I don't say that in judgment. It's very obvious. And I know God wants every church to be full of his power. He wants more power here in this, operating out of us, praise God. And it's up to us. It's not up to him. It's up to us to receive what he's given to us, right? And so what, what's the difference? What's the difference between a powerful church and a powerless church? Well, I can tell you right now, it's the power. One's got the power and the other doesn't. Where's that from? From the Holy Spirit. And so when he said, when, uh, when, when Jesus said, now there's coming a day, there's coming a time that my power is going to be poured out in this upper room. So gather there, wait on it, praise God, because it's going to come and it's going to change everything. Well, it ch did change everything. And, and, and then now we see the book of Acts. And if you notice in a lot of your Bibles, and I've said this before, it says right here, the Acts of the Apostles. Right? There was some serious acts going on. But how many of you know truly, it was the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. They couldn't have ever done what they did without the Holy Spirit, without that power being poured out today. Well, if they couldn't have done what they did, guess what? We can't do what we need to do without that power, without the Holy Spirit. We cannot, I can tell you right now, there's many things that you'll fail short on, that you'll fall short on, that you'll fail at, you'll not succeed in without uh, the Holy Spirit. Why do you suppose the enemy has fought it so hard? Why do you suppose he puts so much emphasis on, well, it's that tongue thing, it's this, to get their eyes off the power and get her eyes on an outward uh, uh, something instead of the inward filling, praise God. So God wants us to be filled with that power. Guess what? We're not just here taking up space and sucking up air. God placed us here to have a, a be partners with him in these last days. There's a lot that has to take place. There's a lot that's done. Jesus would have already came by now had we all have done our jobs. Hallelujah. But we're getting better. Praise God. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really easy to get to looking at all the darkness in the world and say, oh, isn't the world dark? But how many of you know, well, the darker the darkness gets, the brighter the light shines? Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that this is still the number one bestseller? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. The Bible, something that's in more homes than any, and, and multiple copies. Why? Because it can't be destroyed. They tried it, tried it through, through uh, generations past, tried to destroy them, have a Bible burning, get, every, get every, all the Bibles rounded up. What happened? More of them just came out. More, 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 praise God. And uh, why? Because the Word of God that's in it is alive. But how many of you know if we don't do anything with it, it doesn't benefit us? But when we take it off of the pages and put it in our hearts, all of a sudden something begins to change. When we receive what he talked about here, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, this power being demonstrated. And you know, this series we're talking about, Baptism by Fire, 
is, it, this is not just a little dabble, do you? God wants to fill us with his power in such a way that it changes our lives dramatically. It changes everything about it. It changes our outlook. It changes our very personality. It changes how we act and interact with people. It changes how we think. It changes how we talk. It changes everything about it. It changes how we raise our families. It changes how we do business. It changes everything. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? And if this is such so powerful that it's able to affect every area of our lives, how many of you know we need to be open to that more and more and say, God, just fill us more with your power. I want more. I want more. I don't know about you. I'm not satisfied. I want more. And so this very, this, this very uh, thing that was, was spoken about here in Acts chapter 2, verse 16, but he says, and this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. My, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men ser servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, how many of you know it wasn't just about that, uh, uh, that, that there, there'll, there'll be prophesying going on, there'll be visions, there'll be dreams. But when he pours out his spirit, then there's the work of God being done supernaturally in our lives and around us that's going to affect people, other people. You know, we're here to make a difference in people's lives. So many people, it's a lot of times what, we, what happens, we get discouraged with life because we get our eyes off of the main thing. We get our eyes off of the master. We get our eyes off of the big picture. We get our eyes off of, there's a lot to be done here, and, I, and God wants to use me in doing it. He wants to use each one of you in doing it. He wants to use all of us in doing what needs to be done in these days, praise God, so we can wrap this thing up and go to the house, praise God. Amen. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I could think of probably a, a better place to be than here on planet Earth. Have you ever really thought about that? Or are you just enjoying earth so much of something that's going to pass away when there's something? It's really easy to let the enemy get our uh, thinking misconstrued to the point of, uh, of how, how beautiful when earth was made off of the image of heaven, but it has all these years of death, dying, and destruction it's changed totally how it looks here on planet earth if you and, and i'm not saying not to enjoy praise god because thank god that that we can enjoy things here on this earth that god made for us he, he created this earth for us you know but how many of you know it's really important that we don't get our eyes so fixed on earth that we forget about a greater place called glory we're headed there amen we're headed for that place. What's keeping us here on planet Earth? Are we, are we confined like a prison here on this earth? No, we're ambassadors with God. And this is something that we learn so much about as we begin to study, uh, doing a study on Wednesday nights on the kingdom, the kingdom of God, and how the, the, the God's plan on this earth is to, 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 to populate earth, was to populate earth, and to make it like heaven. 
And, and so how, how does he do that? He does it through you and I. He does it through heaven. In other words, we get so full of God and so full of heaven, we bring it in our homes. We saturate our homes with it. We saturate our families, praise God. We teach our children in it. We teach our friends. We show them that, that there's help in a, in a dark place. We show them that there's much more. That, that we don't get oppressed and depressed about what's going on in the world today because we know that we're headed someplace, praise God. But we've been filled with this power to help us in these days to do and accomplish what we need to do and accomplish, praise God, and take as many with us as we can and just have a blast doing it, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of people have this, this uh, image that, you know, as a Christian, you know, boy, I tell you, it's a hard life. It's hard. No place in Scripture do you see that picture painted. He talks about how that we are, be, are to be, be living victorious and on the top of things, not on the bottom, praise God. That we're to live uh, in health in our bodies, praise God. That we're to live in victory and strength and in peace and in joy and all the goodness of the Lord that God's provided for us right here on planet Earth. But we can't do that if we don't have the power working on the inside of us. Amen. I said, we can't do that without the power work on the inside of us. John 14 and verses 26 and 27 says this. But the helper, everybody say helper. Who's the helper? But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we've been given a helper. Everybody say helper. helper. Well, it's good to have a helper. Amen. Hallelujah. As a, you know, I still do electrical contracting work, and I've got a helper. I've got an apprentice, and I'm thankful for him. He helps me a lot. And it's worth having him because he's a good helper. And uh, I would never be able to get done what I get done without his help. You know, the quicker we realize we can't do everything in life, the, the, the better off we'll be. We need help. The Holy Spirit is a great helper because he's not a natural helper. He's a supernatural helper. He has resources that we may not have available to us, but he has. But when we have him as a helper, he just brings them right in. Oh, you need that taken care of? Well, let me help you with that. Well, no, I got this, I got this. Yeah, go ahead and struggle. And then finally you get to the places, ah, I get frustrated, I don't know what's going on, I don't know why I can't do this, because we haven't been leaning on our helper. So the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's to help us, and we have to remember that he's our helper. He leaves us with peace. He leaves us with, with goodness, good things, praise God. But he's that power, our helper, that Jesus said, wait until he comes. And whenever he came, remember before he left, he says, I I'm going to leave here. Everybody's going, what? You can't leave. But he said, I'm going to leave you a helper. I'm going to leave you someone that's going to take you further than even I've been able to take you. 
because I'm going to my Father to make intercession. I'm going to go there and acquire the help that you need, and your helper's going to get those and bring them in from the supernatural into the natural, and you're going to be walking supernaturally naturally where you never was able to before. That's power. That's empowerment. That's empowered to be able to do things that we wasn't able to do before. But so much of the time, if we're not careful, we just struggle trying to make it happen, trying to do it on our own. Oh, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, are you forgetting something? You have someone that wants to help you, help you more than you can help yourself, and it's time to lean on him. Praise God. Amen. So he's our helper. Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 17, 17 and 18. First, or, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. Did I say 2 Corinthians? Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Boy, that, doesn't that sound good? Liberty. Everybody say liberty. Oh, let's say it a little louder. Liberty. Hallelujah. Ever been to see the Statue of Liberty? It stands there to, as a reminder to us that we are the land of the free, the home of the brave. It stands there to remind us that we've been, we are a free nation, praise God. And so liberty is, 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 is a wonderful thing. It's good to be free. It's good to be able to not be under bondage, under tyranny. It's good to be able to, to be free to do the things that we want to do. Well, let me ask you something. If you're living a life and you're depressed every day of your life, is that liberty? If you're living a life and can't make ends meet, is that liberty? If you're living your life and, and you can't get out of bed, you can't, uh, get up move around you can't is that liberty so he said he's come to bring liberty to us right is to be confused not knowing which is ways up or to, is that liberty no but jesus came to give us liberty and it's through by the spirit if you'll notice here he says he says now but he says um the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Holy Spirit is, where He's in. I've been in places before that I knew the Holy Spirit wasn't there other than in me, and in that situation that was there, there was no liberty there. Even many countries, sometimes, once you step out of the United States of America, I'm telling you folks, we have so, so much to be thankful for. Don't you be trash in this nation. God's not done with this nation, praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we're here, to make a difference. We're not here to cave in to all the uh, uh, demonic junk that's going on in the world around us today. No, we stand here holding high the declaration of the Spirit of the Lord, praise God, and say, no, I have a right to be here, and I bring liberty, praise God. Because in the midst of a world today, we have a lot of people that don't know what to do. They don't know. They don't have the future of tomorrow, the hope of tomorrow, the excitement about getting up tomorrow. Many people won't make, wake up tomorrow because they dread waking up tomorrow. 
But that's where you and I can come in because we have the helper, praise God. And we can let him help us to take help and liberty to those that are bound, praise God. Jesus recognized that when he went into the temple. He found himself in Scripture. And he said, this day, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. He's anointed. He, began, he found his place, his duty to bring liberty to the captives, praise God. And he declared it. And the Bible says he is our example, praise God. We're to do like Jesus did. Amen. Well, find ourselves in Scripture, praise God. Guess what? I'm not going to be down depressed today. I've been set free, praise God. The Spirit of the Lord God lives inside of me. The power of God lives on the inside of me. I'm going to take that power to the nation around me, to those people around me, my family around me, those on the workplace around me, and I'm going to see liberty rot, praise God. I'm going to see the enemy that's been destroying and holding people break that bondage off of their lives and help them get set free, praise God. Oh, it's available to us. Well, I think I'll just have my own little day, my cup of tea, and go my way, and I don't want to involve anybody, you know. No, that's exactly what the enemy would want us to do. But how many of you know God put us here for others? Hallelujah. Let me ask you something. Has he, any, has he ever, ever put others in your path? Has he ever placed somebody else in your path? Well, guess what? You're that somebody that needs to be placed in someone else's path sometimes. To bring hope. To bring a word of encouragement. To let them know, praise God, there is hope for the day. There is hope for tomorrow. It's real, real easy. We live in this body, uh, this fleshly body. It's real easy to get up and not feel uh, 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 so hot about our days sometimes. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's just nice to have a word of encouragement. But then sometimes there might not be somebody there to give that word of encouragement. And we've got to do like David did, stirred himself up in the Lord. When there's nobody else there, sometimes we've got to stir ourselves. And you know what I found about it, out about it? I found out as I began to stir myself up, then all of a sudden what happened? I, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit helping me out there. Amen. And every time I think about this, that we are to stir ourselves, I think about reaching down on the inside and stirring. I think about growing up, raising dairy cattle, we had, you remember those 10-gallon milk cans that knocked the lid off of? Some of you is young enough, you don't remember those. And then 10-gallon milk cans had two handles on them, and, and, you know, we'd fill them with milk and put them in the cooler, and, and they'd get all this cream on top of it, praise God. Uh, glory. Uh, <laughs> you just scoop out a bunch in a, in a quart jar and start shaking. It wasn't very long you have butter, praise God. Amen. Or you can take some of them, whip it a little bit, and boy, you got some good whipped cream. How do you get off on a thing like that? No. <laughs> but there was some good stuff in there, especially if you got those Guernseys and Jersey cattle, you know, that produce. Holsteins don't make a whole lot of uh, 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 cream or butter fat in the cream, but boy, them Guernseys and Jerseys, they really add to it. Cheese, we used to make cheese and everything. But I, you know one of my favorite things to do? Some of you heard me tell this story before. I'd get off the school bus, and I'd go throw my books down, and I'd head to the barn in the first place. 
I'd head down there to the back of the barn, open that milk cooler, grab one of those 10-gallon milk cans out of there. And we had a ladle that was about that long. It'd reach clear the bottom of that. And you'd knock that can off and just go to stir it, take a big old drink of that cold milk. That's good stuff. But first you had to stir it. I mean, you didn't have to. But if you wanted to mix some of that in, I mean, you didn't want to just drink pure cream, but you didn't just want to milk. You didn't want to drink the 2% or the 1%. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know. I still like the whole milk. The real whole milk. That's the good stuff. I didn't say, Pastor, why don't you just go back to preaching? Okay, I will. I think I'll do that. Stir that up, praise God, and get a good drink of it. It's got some of that cream mixed in with it, and it's cold. That's good stuff. Well, you know what? There's some good stuff on the inside of you and I. There's some good stuff down there that sometimes just needs, to, needs a little stirring because there's stuff in there to be a blessing to others. There's stuff on the inside of every one of us that'll help people out, that'll encourage people. That'll help them. You don't know what sometimes what people are going through. It's real easy to get our eyes on. You know, we're responders. Sometimes we respond negatively to things we know we're not supposed to. But I know nobody, nobody in here has ever had a waitress that snapped at them or something like that. You would be amazed sometimes if you just ask them, say, "Hey, just get real with me for a minute here. What's going on?" Until there's something bothering you. It's amazing sometimes what you'll find out. You don't know. It's real easy to judge somebody by something on the outside. But that's why people around us need some help. But we've got the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside to make a difference in other people's lives. I think we need to be using it more. Hallelujah. It's real easy to get, get real hermitized and just be me and myself and I don't want to be around. But you know, God, what he put in us is for others. Praise God. Amen. So he says, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed or changed into that same image that we're beholding, okay? From glory to glory, just as by it's done by the Spirit of the Lord. We can't change, we can't get there on our own. But by God's Spirit, by His help, the Holy Spirit, we can get there if we allow, allow Him to fill us and work in us every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going we're gonna to go someplace here. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, turn, if you would, please, over to uh, Ephesians. And we're going to look at, uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Give me just a second here. Go ahead and turn over there. I might have you hold your place there just for a minute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, I'm not texting. Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay, it's where I thought. Okay, have you found uh, the fifth chapter? Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's see where I want to jump in here. Let's go to, uh, let's start at verse, let's start at verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, this is Paul speaking to church at Ephesus here, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. How many of you know it's a good time to redeem some time right now? What's that look like? What's that even mean, redeeming the time? Well, I can tell you right now that there's more things that the Spirit of the Lord wants to do in this earth, and He needs you and I to get that time back to get what needs to be done done now you can only do that in the spirit you can only do that through prayer and things I, i'm telling you i've had the spirit of god do some things in my life so quick and i knew that it would take to, to get there for one thing probably never be able to get there on my own and secondly if i did it'd be years in the making and the lord just do it just like that the right people, the right things coming into play, the right things happening, the favor of God, supernatural favor on things. People saying yes when they've always said no. This building right here that you're setting in, when I first came to land, we came, first came here in 96, tried to get this building to use it because it was setting vacant. Nope, 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 we won't, we won't do it. We have plans for that. Nope, we're not going to do it. Nine, eight months later, the Lord woke me up and said, go talk to the man, which was Butch, Butch Hudson up here at the funeral home up here. He said, go talk to him, and he laid out the plan for this building to me. I wrote it down real quick, got up, gave it to Pastor Nancy, and I said, "Hun, would you type this out? She typed it out, what all we needed to do, how we needed to do everything about this building. I went up, seen him, I said, Butch, listen, I said, uh, I want to rent that building down there. He said, well, Dan, six, or, uh, eight months ago we tried that, and, you know, it, they didn't want to do anything with it and whatnot. I said, Butch, will you do me a favor? Will you make a, another phone call? He said, well, I can do that. And before I got back home, and we was living out by Milford's store, and by the time I got back home, Pastor Nancy says, you need to call Butch. He called to try to get a hold of you. So I called him, and Butch says, Dan, you won't believe this. I said, I'll try me, Butch. He says... <laughs> He said, I made, when I made that call, and he said, the head of the corporation, see, what happened is, you know, this used to be an old funeral home years and years ago, and they closed it down. The people came into town, bought all the funeral homes, and then they would, would into town, small towns and close them all down by one. And then they could do what they wanted to with the business, and it was a monopoly. And so then they put in the bylaws that could never be used as a funeral home or mortuary or anything like that again which was fine with us. But anyway, and uh, then, then what they would do, they sold these up to investors. There was over 2,800 of these across the United States and Canada, uh, funeral home buildings and, and services too, like Butch's services up there and everything, that they bought, and then they 
that would sell those off to investors. This was a big investor company that was like the head over all of them. And so very, very huge company. And Butch says, and you won't believe this. He says, uh, when I called, he said, the gentleman that answered is the uh, uh, CEO of this corporation. He said, I've never talked to the man. You could never get to him. He answered the phone. And so he said, I stuttered a little bit, and then I just read him what you gave me. And he says, well, sir, he said, I think that sounds like a win-win situation for both of them. Tell them they can occupy the building right away. That was uh, in nine, that was in the, the spring of 97. Well, we came in here. Everything worked out the way God gave me, laid out that we wanted in it to do. Not going to get into all the details, but it all worked out. How did that happen? My helper. My helper. We have a helper. He wants this, he wanted this work here more than I did. So you can rest assured, praise God, that God's hand is in this. And then the rest is history, praise God, how we end up buying it. Bought this building when they wanted, when they finally, they went bankrupt and went to, they sold off all these areas and they come to us. We had a first right of refusal. That was one of the things that the Lord told me to put in the, in the contract, to draw up in the very beginning. It came to us. They wanted almost 300000 for this building. Went to the Lord about it. The Lord says, well, you can offer them if you want to, but he says, my number is 150000 I went, and, uh, but he didn't reply anymore to that, and I knew it was him. So I went back to him, told him 150000 Oh, we can't do that. We, you know, shoot, there's no way. We've got to put it on the market. Is that your final offer? I said, yep. I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, you heard what they said, but I'm putting it in your hands. Well, they never put it on the market. Another story, they kept coming down and down and down. After a period of about two years, they finally come to us and said, okay, you got to do $150,000. Well, their last offer was 160000 I said, Lord, it's so close. There was no answer. It's like, okay, okay. No, I said, no, not 160, 150, that's it. That's what the Lord said. And he, because he knows. I said, he knows. But the whole time, those two years, our helper was helping, working, never even allowed it to go onto the market. Saved it for us. Hallelujah. And today, this building's debt-free, praise God. Everything in it. I'm telling you, God's blessed us royally. He has blessed us. But He helps us. He wants to help us. He wants to help us to get things done. That's that power that's helping us. Hallelujah. Go back to where I was at. You still there in Ephesians 5? What did you get me off sidetracked for? All right. So redeeming the time. The Lord said... There's a building that needs to be used here in this community. He redeemed the time, praise God. But then he, he goes on to this. He says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. How many of you know God wants us to know what His will is? I've heard people all my life run around and say, I wish I knew what the will of God for my life. You know what I want to say? 
Open your Bible. What you read my lips? Open your Bible. This is your will. This is the will and testament that was left to us. This is God's will for our lives. From this day forward, you don't have to spend no more resources looking for God's will. Look in there and you'll find it. Praise God. And I'm smiling when I say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I, I heard the Lord say this to me. And I've, you've heard me say it. Repeat this different times. A lot of my people spend valuable time running around looking for my will when they're right in the center of my will for their lives. Hallelujah. Well, the Bible says a good man's steps are ordered of the Lord. So should that shock any of us to know that we're right in the middle of God's will? No, it shouldn't. If we're endeavoring to do our very best to walk pleasing to Him, to put Him first in our life, guess what? He's going to direct our footsteps right smack dab where we need to be. He takes all the effort out of it. Hallelujah. And so it's important to know that His will for our life is His Word. So he says, be not, uh, uh, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. We need to understand when we read his word to us, we need to understand it. How do we understand it? By the Spirit. We understand it through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's that power that's working on the inside of us. Hallelujah. I, I know people, they've never been filled with the Holy Spirit Never unfilled and speaking in other tongues and, 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 and praying in that every day, praise God. And they struggle with their Bible reading. Well, I'm doing it because I feel like I need to. But I'm telling you, when you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a different story. You begin to read and He begins to speak to you and you begin to hear Him and He begins, He comes alive on the inside, praise God. And all of a sudden you get excited and you dial your friend up or what? Hey, look what God showed me. Yeah, that's good. That's real good, sister. They didn't get the same revelation you did. But it, it's okay. They'll get it, praise God. They'll get their revelation. But just continue to enjoy because it comes alive. The Word becomes alive. Amen? So, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So, this is how we don't become unwise. He's getting ready to tell us how the Word is supposed to be wise, praise God. He says, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being, be filled with the Spirit. That word be is the word being. It's a continual word in the original translation. It is a continual thing. Be being filled. You know, if you were filled with something once, after a while you start getting empty. And you had to be you had to fill up again, right? And many Christians Keep trying to live on that one filling. Well, yeah, and then we say, okay, so the question is, how do we get filled? Well, I'm glad you asked, because he tells us right here. Verse 19, this is how you be being filled. This is how you fill up. Speaking to yourselves, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to yourselves. Oh, if somebody hears me talking to myself, they'll think I'm crazy. Well, that's all right. 
They'll see what it's doing in your life, and they'll want some of that too, praise God. But how do you speak to yourselves? You do it in psalms and hymns. You speak the word of God over your own life. Amen? And then in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs unto the Lord. What is that? Praying in, praying in other tongues and, interpret, and, and, and even giving the interpretation to it. Sometimes you're, you're there in your quiet time before the Lord. Go rabba sobrende, labo sobrende. O rabba sataranamason dorabo show. And then you can begin to interpret as the Lord gives you. For the Lord is good. He's working mightily in my life. He's filling me with his goodness. Hallelujah. That's a spiritual song. That's what he talks about, a spiritual song. You see the anointing that's on that. And every one of you, if you've been filled with the Spirit, you can do that, praise God. As you begin to sing to the Lord, the Lord will even give you the interpretation for it right there, praise God. Sometimes you might just want to sing in tongues and, and not even have the interpretation. But if you want it, praise God, He'll give it to you. So you know, and it's you say glorifying the Lord, magnifying Him. Amen. And so this is how you be being filled. You do that every day, you won't have a down day, I can guarantee you. Something comes along, it bounces off you like off a brick wall. Because you've just been singing unto the Lord you've been filling yourself with his goodness praise God now you can sing other worship songs you can sing English songs too sometimes there's been times before that I've I've sang songs and I knew that they were it was like impressed of the Lord to do there was an anointing on just to sing and a song in English it was a spiritual song because it was given it was uh, directed by the Holy Spirit he was saying you do this and there was anointing on it. And so there's different ways that we be being filled, that we continue. But we do this every day. If you've not been doing it, you need to make some time to do it. Your time before the Lord, just get before Him. Get in your prayer closet, praise God. In your car when you're going down the road, when it's just you, just begin to sing, glory to God. It doesn't matter how crazy people think you look. That's not their life, it's your life. You're going somewhere, praise God. You're stirring yourself up, praise God. Hallelujah. When you get to your destination, you're going to be happy. Yeah. Because the presence of God's going to invade your vehicle. He will when you invite Him in. So this is this power, baptism by fire. This is this power we've been talking about. So you're not drunk with wine, but you're speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things. See, you have a thankful heart after that. You will. I tell you what, you, you can't spend time in the presence of God, worship Him like that, without having a coming out with a thankful heart. Ah, oh, glory to God. People say, where you been? You've been, you've been, you look a little tipsy there. You look, you've been drinking? Yeah, I've been drinking the new wine, glory to God. Good stuff. You'll try it. No hangovers, praise God. Get up happy. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Giving thanks always for all things unto God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes on about submitting ourselves to one another. And then he begins to go into families, husbands and wives, praise God. And then on into the children. This happens from the home. 
This happens because of this power, this indwelling power on the inside of us, praise God. That we're stirring that on the inside. We're taking that ladle, praise God, stirring it up, and good stuff is coming out to bless people with. Hallelujah. We're able to be a blessing to humanity around us because of the power that's on the inside. Glory to God. So I want you to know this one thing. You are not alone. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, praise God. Now I'm talking about the separate experience from being born again. You understand. We have to have the work of the Holy Spirit to even get born again. But to, to, to stir on the inside of us, and, and G.J. done such an awesome job about laying it out how that in the, in the Old Testament we've seen how the, the Spirit of God came upon man never indwelled inside and worked on the infield because the Holy Spirit couldn't live in mankind because they wasn't purified, it wasn't cleansed. But we've been cleansed by the blood, praise God, amen. He can live, he likes to sit down right in the middle of us, praise God. Oh, let's have a day, praise God, amen. Where he goes, he, where we go, he goes. Where he goes, we go, praise God. We get things done because he's our helper, hallelujah. We go to go do something, all of a sudden our helper says, turn right. Uh, okay we don't argue we just do it turn left okay wow and stop right in front of a blessing that we would have missed if it hadn't been for his leadership because he leads from the inside amen he directs on the inside go to do something I cannot tell you how many times I went to do things didn't know how to do them all of a sudden Lord I just need your you know turn your attention to him give him way give him place Turn to all of a sudden there was the help. There was the answer. There was the information needed right there. There's been times sometimes I've 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 went to do things, and all of a sudden this person that I de- that I needed, that I didn't know I needed, showed up right at the right time at the right place. Guess what? A helper was already working on that. He'll do the same thing, each one of you. He does for me. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how many things. I've found that I've misplaced or dropped. As an electrician, you're always dropping stuff off ladder. Okay, I know I went down here in this grass someplace. Um, I've learned one thing. I never say, I'll, I lost it or I, I, I can't find it. I'll never say that. I'm not going to give my words to something to work in the negative against me. I'll say, thank you, Lord, for showing me. I know you'll show me exactly where it's at. Time after time after time, he did. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know where a little bit of that come from? It's from this guy right here. He'd always say, he'd always tell me, he'd say, I can find it. He'd go find things. I'd drop things, he'd go find it. He, I, I saw there was a faith there for him to be able to find those things. I thought, well, if he can do that. And, 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 and so I began to, to practice that. And since that time, I cannot tell you how many times. I had, you know, I think I told, you know, Mitch was talking about, maybe it was at her, uh, at her Wednesday night Bible study, one time sitting in the mall in Columbus, Ohio, the big, big mall out of Reynolds, Reynoldsburg, huge mall, thousands of people going by, I'd sit down, have a pair of shorts on, sit down on a bench, and when I left, uh, um, apparently my, I lost my wallet out of my pocket, I didn't realize it. Until I got back home, uh, back to Columbus there to my sisters, and got back, I realized I didn't have no wallet. And uh, I said, oh, I said, uh, I don't have my wallet. And my 
my uh, brother-in-law says, where'd you have it last? I said, well, when I was sitting in the, on the bench in, at the mall there in, in Reynoldsburg. He says, oh, you can count that gone. I said, no, no, no. I said, God will bring it to me. I'll find it. It wasn't, uh, oh, I don't know, probably 20 minutes I called their lost and found. Yeah, somebody just dropped that off a little bit ago. All the money was still in, credit cards and everything. Don't ever give the enemy something to work with. I mean, let God help you. Let the Holy Spirit help you. He's our helper. He wants to help us every day of our lives. Every day. There's nothing that you go to do that he don't want to be involved in. And sometimes, I think if we're not careful, we just kind of give him the shoulder. I got this. I got this. Well, we don't purposely, but we do by not making time for it. He wants to help us. Let's let him help us. Amen? This is, this is one reason. We've been baptized with this fire on the inside, this power. Did you see what it did in the day of Pentecost? Praise God. It's still working today. In modern day time today, he helps us in all of our modern ways today, just like he did back then. Hallelujah. So let's just let him do it, shall we? Let's just let him do it. So what do you need help with? Quit saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I will say this in closing. Oh, we want the power, but do we want to live a purified life? There's a price to pay. There's a price to pay keeping ourselves holy and pure before God. For one thing, you won't turn to Him if you feel guilt and shame in your life because you know you've done something you shouldn't have been doing. So get it under the blood. He doesn't... He doesn't he doesn't condemn you and I. He wants to help us, but just get it on the blood. Say, God, I'm sorry. I'm just being a fool. And just lay it down and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help in my life. I'm sorry that I pushed you out. I'm sorry that I, I did things here to, that, he, he sep, that you separated yourself from. He separates. The Holy Spirit will say, even though he lives in us, we do foul things in, in, in this body Let's do this real quick. Bear with me just a little bit more. Let's go down to... Uh, hallelujah. I'm just going to read some of these just real quick here. Um, Romans 8, 26 and 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps... The Holy Spirit helps in our weaknesses. When we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he that searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, what's he saying here? He says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses when there's things that we don't know how to handle. The Holy Spirit wants to help us in those things. Not just our everyday life, but he's really talking about prayer. When he goes into it and he says, when we do not know what uh, we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, he helps he makes intercession for us. He helps us. We don't know how to pray. And so as we pray in other tongues, as we pray in the Spirit, pray in other tongues, all of a sudden it enables the Spirit of God to pray for those things that we don't know that even need prayer for. You might be praying for somebody for healing. That's the, you're not going to get them healed praying for healing. 
But the Spirit of God may know that there's some unforgiveness going on that's keeping that healing from flowing. But if you pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll pray, he knows those things, and he'll pray those things out about unforgiveness, praise God, and begin to deal with that person's heart about getting that right. And then he gets that right, and then healing comes. How many of you know we need a helper? We're not smart enough to figure some of this stuff out. But here he says, when you do this, when you pray in the Spirit, you enter into intercession with groaning. Sometimes there's been times before that we've prayed and you, you begin to pray and it's, it's almost like a woman would be in travail. I mean, it just, it begins, you just double over on the inside. There's something and it's just so hard. It's like I can't hardly pray through this. You can't get your breath. And, 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 but you stay with it and all of a sudden victory comes. You pray through it. You're travailing because you're taking a hold of it with, by the Spirit of God and He helps you pray through that thing in the Spirit. You may not even know what you're praying about but all of a sudden you pray through into victory and joy comes glory to God and, and, and Rachel Tifatel a great prayer warrior is put on the glory she used to talk about it like stepping over the log you know praying and all of a sudden you you, 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 you you get into victory and you just step over the log it's kind of like huh, it's free sailing well he helps us to do that Sometimes you do that. Prayer of that intercession cannot be uttered. Now, this is where this scripture, I wanted to share this just real quick because so many people get this wrong. Every one of us has heard people use the scripture. Well, you know, God uh, works things out together for good to those that love him. You know, we know God has a plan, and so they use that as an, an, as a, as an excuse for, to validate something that they don't understand. But look where it's used. On the very end of this verse when he says, intercession for saints according to the will of God, and we know, and, is a conjunction, right? It's on this thought, on, on this statement, what he just said, after praying in tongue, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying these things through that we don't know how to pray, praying them through, then we know that all these things will work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. That's how this works out. That's how whatever situation is, is going to work out because you prayed it through in the Spirit. It's not, well, God's just doing it to, to work things out. No, you prayed it through in the Spirit and you got through to a place. Now, God's working through prayer. You've been able to work that thing out. The Spirit of God's been able to work it out through you through prayer that's going to give Him glory. Amen. No man's getting glory out of this. It's all God. Hallelujah. So make sure when you use that verse, you don't take it out of context. You use it in the, in, in, in the context that it's, it's decreed. Amen. Jonathan's getting warm in here, brother. Thank you. Okay, we're going to end with this one here. Uh, look at verse uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 20. Um, the verse, verse 12, the beginning of that, of course, he's talking about food and abstaining from some foods that's not right because he's talking about he's getting into the body here, okay? But then he starts about halfway down. He says, now the body, in verse uh, 12, now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will raise also us up, the Lord Jesus he's talking about, and will also raise us up by His power. 
Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We're talking about purity, keeping ourselves pure, things that we do in the body. This can even do, has to do with mind, has to do with thoughts and stuff too. In other words, I'll, I'll leave you with this. If we want His power operating in, it, in our lives in an everyday basis, unrestricted, praise God, then we're going to have to continue to stir ourselves up in Him singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, as he tells us to do, and to keep, ourself, keep our bodies in check. Like Paul says, I've learned to crucify this thing. I've got to keep my body in check because I'm telling you, this body can get vile, vile, vile if we let it. When I say we, I'm talking spirit, man, that we are. We are number one of what? Spirit. So we... We are spirit, and we have to keep this flesh, this body in check. Say, no, no, we're not going to go do this thing. We're not going to go miss the mark here. We're not going to go do things that we know we shouldn't in the flesh because we have a higher calling. We have a higher power working on the inside of us, and we need his help in today's time. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's stand our feet. Praise God. Thank you for your patience with me today. I still didn't quite get to where I wanted to go, but uh, boy, there's so much in this. Praise God. You won't want to miss next Sunday. Pastor Kendra is going to be ministering. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Glory to God. So, uh, what, 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 what's our takeaway from this here? Our takeaway is there's a great power that's working on the inside of us. But it's just, not, it's just not just to say, oh, looky here, Danielle, I've got a great power on the inside of me. Okay, what's that power for? It's to do something, to do things. Okay, if it is, what do we need to do to keep that power vibrant, working on the inside? Well, what do we do? We pray in the Spirit. We begin to sing psalms and spiritual songs unto the Lord, making melody to the Lord, right? We begin to stir ourselves up in that. Take that ladle and stir on the inside, praise God. Stir it up on the inside. And then expect Him to be our helper. Whenever we go to do something, expect His help. Lord, I need your help here. Instead of fumbling and mumbling our way through it, get it in a real mess and then say, God, now I need your help. I know none of us in here has ever done that, right? But we're learning. We're going to get better at it. Praise God. Amen. And then to know this. He's going to help us. He's going to help us what? He's going to help us to do what needs to be done here on the short time that we've got to do it. It's not just about ourselves. It's about a world around us. I want you to do something for me just real quick. I want you to just take a look just real quick around the room to see who's in this room. See 
Go ahead. Look around. Look around. You can look some people right in the eyes. It's okay. You can look at them. It's not weird. See them? See the people around you? Now, these are fellow believers. But how many of you know there's millions of people around us that are unbelievers? But guess what? What you've got on the inside is for all those people that you looked around and your eyes fell upon. And those people that's eyes fell upon you. We have something to give. Amen? I said, we have something to give. Every one of us does. But we need the helper to help us give. Give it in power. Give it under his direction. And it's a good thing. We're all in this thing together. Amen? I want you to know you're valuable and precious. You're special. You're important to him. You are. It's a great price he's paid for each one of you. You're not alone. There's a power on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, before we go, just real quickly, like every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would, please. No one looking around. Just look on your heart. What's the condition of your heart this morning? What is the condition of your heart? How's things with your heart? Hallelujah. Things are not quite right, you can get them right, and I would encourage you to do so before you even leave here today. Because the Holy Spirit's here to put his finger on those things that are not right. Maybe you're maybe there's something that's happened this week or something that's going on in your life, and doggone it, you know it just wasn't right. And and, and you know the Spirit of God is just kind of, hey, you know, tapping you on the shoulder, you know, just get it under the blood. Just 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 get it under the blood. Just say you're sorry for it and mean it. So wherever heads bowed and every eyes closed, I want to just lead you in a prayer right now. Hallelujah. And if that's you in some way or another, you just, you mean it. You put your faith with it when we pray this prayer. You ready? Let's pray this out loud together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving me and having such great patience with me for working with me, for being so tender to me. I ask you to forgive me. I lay it down right now. I put it under the blood. I cover it with the blood. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is right now, you just speak to it. In the name of Jesus, you're under my feet. And that's where you'll stay. Now just lift your hands, head to heaven right now and just give him thanks. Thank him for loving you. Thank him for forgiving you. From this day on, don't ever bite into guilt again or condemnation. Just be quick to say, Jesus, forgive me. That simply, that easily, he sets you back again on solid ground. You're free, as Jesus said, go and sin no more. Hallelujah. 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 Aren't you thankful for his goodness? Hallelujah. Praise God. It don't take a long time. That quick. All I need is your willingness in your heart to say, yep, I messed up. You know, our kids, 
Sometimes they'd mess up, and all we wanted them to do is come to a place to realize that they messed up, and they were truly sorry for it, and said, I'm sorry. Now we can go somewhere with this, right? It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.